First, your assessment of the situation, what to your mind is at the center of the problems? I know we're hearing a lot about the drugs. Uh, the community, though, is saying there is so much more behind it. Uh, yes, gang-related activities primarily manifest territorial fights amongst gangs occupying or living in the same area. And more often than not, it does revolve around drugs and the drug trade, but there are so many factors that contribute actually to gang membership and gang violence. And those factors are within the community itself. Um, for instance, the lack of economic opportunities, a lack of police visibility, um, a lack of cohesive relationship among community members. There are factors in the family where these youth have no sense of belonging. So a lot of them join a gang to get a sense of identity, and the gang then become a surrogate family, which provides for all the needs that they cannot fulfill otherwise. And this means that they would normally tend to go along with what the gang expects of them to keep hold of that sense of belonging and family context. And then also, obviously, there's the rewards that come with being a member of a gang. So the money, the sex, access to drugs, protection from gangs. Um, so it's, yeah, it's quite a complex issue. And just a community like Westbury, what are the commonalities with other communities? Um, Man, Westbury is not a unique situation. We see similar things in the Western Cape with your Cape Flats gangs around Bondi, Oval, and Manenberg and Mitchell's Plain. We're also starting to see a similar phenomenon in the Free State. Um, I mean, and the Free State is quite weird because it's not really known as having gang challenges, but circa 2011, we've had a lot of similar issues. Um, so I think a three-pronged approach should be taken where we don't only focus on, you know, tertiary reduction of gang membership and gang violence. I think it should occur at a primary level um, where we try to prevent youth in the first instance from joining gangs at a secondary level where we come up with mechanisms for those youth exposed to risk factors for gang membership and then obviously also at a tertiary level for those people already involved in gangs. Because, I mean, the majority of arrests being made will be your bottom-tier people. So those will be your youth aged between 12 and about 24 years. But you don't really get to the higher-ranking guys who normally don't get their hands dirty. And it should actually be rooted out from the top down. But that's going to be very, very difficult to do. And just talking about the uh, the top one of uh, the SMSs coming through a suggestion by one of the listeners is saying perhaps it's time to start thinking about ensuring that police are not kept at an assignment for too long a period, that they need to be moved. How effective would that be? Um, I think that would be quite effective because in a lot of cases you find that police actually fall under the payroll of some of these gangs where they actually facilitate the commission of crime on behalf of the gang or where they accept payment for case dockets to go missing and so forth. And I mean, it's not only a financial issue. In some instances, it's also because the police themselves fear these gangs, much the same as the community. So I think by rotating them, it, it would make quite a difference. Is there a case to be made to say that a lot of these areas have been marginalized for years, as the, the Westbury community is claiming? Yeah, that, that is quite right. And that, that actually led to, you know, some of your first gangs originating with the marginalization, what took place, you know, with the Group Areas Act and segregation. Because initially these groupings were established to 
sort of form part of a liberation struggle. But eventually with the marginalization of young people, the lack of economic opportunities, the breakdown of the family and community units, they eventually morphed then into what we now know as these violent gangs. We certainly intend to have a further conversation with you about this. Ashwell Phillips, he's a lecturer of criminology at the University of the Free State.